This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam from Thrive Financial Services, who have been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, The Wall Street Journal, and more. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. What's your strategy to reduce taxes, generate income in retirement, reduce your risk, and get even more from Social Security? This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice about how you can make your money go a lot further in retirement. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Now, here are your hosts, David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. And welcome in, everyone, to another edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. I'm Joe Krause. We thank you very much for uh, tuning in to this edition of Roadmap to Retirement. You know, David, in prep for uh, our show today, I was scanning thrivefinancialservices.com. Sometimes you uh, forget some of your accomplishments. And I just want to tee up to you and Brett today that breaking news story about your entrance into the Inc. 5000 list for a second year in a row. And I only say that because I think it's a, a, a small example of the work you do. And listen, this place smells of humility when you walk in here. Everybody working at Thrive is very humble. So I just want to point it out and say congrats again. Well, we certainly appreciate that, Joe. And I wasn't where, you're, where you were going with the smell of... <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. Wasn't really sure. But uh, yeah, look, I mean, again, I think it's one of the indicators that the message that we bring out to the community, you know, one of service and advocacy and education, um, you know, you do good by people and people do good by you. And the company's been on, you know, kind of a rocket ship type growth. It's exciting to see the staff is growing. Uh, We're kind of growing out of our headquarter offices and looking to move into new office space midsummer. Uh, close by in the Fort Washington area, but a much bigger space, much more modern and, you know, all that good stuff. So it's great. And um, Joe, speaking of accomplishments, I know your son got engaged. He did. Last week. So. At the very top of the mountain in Vail, Colorado. So life is good, I that guess. Is, yeah, awesome. it was good stuff. Great stuff. Thank you very much yeah. for the reference. Yeah. So, is, so what is that? Is that the last one or is there another one in there? Uh, it has to get, uh, well, Xander's still behind Joseph. So he's still there. And then of course my two, uh, of course my two daughters. So Brittany's married, Joseph's engaged, Xander, Kateri and Isabel to be determined. To be determined. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Good. And I know Kateri's in that. She's what, around 23, four? She's 23. Yeah. Yeah. Graduated from Virginia Tech, relocated down to Naples, Florida. Um, she, she likes to tax savings in Florida. But dad's teaching her good yeah, stuff. Right. So she's already set up shops. She's a fast uh, Yeah, down there. No doubt about it. And yeah. one left in college. Thank you for bringing it up. Isabella is a sophomore now at Drexel. Good. So we're going to have you start doing some training for us. So, you know, you got uh, some good experience with that. Uh, some great experience. I, and as you said, you do good by others. Good, good comes to you. And I've been very, very blessed uh, with the family and with my kids. So. Yeah, that's great. Well, listen, we've got a great show lined up. Um, we've got a special guest in with us, Mr. David Reebstein from S3 Living. And I guess David and I met uh, maybe a couple of years ago, yeah, two years yeah. ago or so, which was great. And, you know, the thing at Thrive is we're always looking for those kind of strategic partnerships that 
help us complete someone's retirement plan. And I think that's the biggest thing that people recognize when they come to visit with us, whether we just did a a great workshop at the Philmont Country Club uh, this past week. And I think, you know, the aha moment for so many people is they recognize, you know, my retirement plan isn't complete. You know, I've done my job as far as investing goes, but now that I'm at that point of retirement, there's really, I mean, there's just so many other things to do. Social security decisions, Medicare concerns, overall healthcare concerns, um, tax efficient distribution, legacy, all of those types of things. And now more and more frequently, because one of the headwinds of retirement is longevity, right? People living longer. My mom and dad, 80 years old, you know, kind of see what's happening. Things are starting to slow down a little bit. And, you know, they made, you know, some health deterioration. They may need some help coming. So, one of the things that keeps coming up with the people that we talk to, um, and it's, you know, it's never too early to plan. And one of the reasons we have David on the show today is these, the concept of continuing care retirement communities. So, it's, it's a movement. It's a lot of great stuff happening there. Uh, David and his company are experts in that area. So we'll be talking about that because that's one of the things that people need to complete. Yeah, uh, the on the list of things, real estate or the the move or where you live can play into the retirement decision and really should be part of the planning um, effect. We should really think about what where living the best life that you can have uh, could take place. Yeah, and I mean that's part of life planning. It's like we've worked all this year, we've planned all this along the way. We just want to make sure that we got that peace of mind and we're having fun and we're living where we want to live. And there's a lot to it, right? Because right. it's not only finding a place, you know, there, you'll go through that process. Yeah. There's a lot of decisions to make. There's a lot of different uh, ways in which you can live in a community. So, yeah. And then getting into one takes a whole Take, bunch of stuff. Getting into it, uh, figuring out if it's the right place for you. It's, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of planning, a lot of decisions to make. And we always see the questions that, you know, kind of come along with it because, well, I got to sell my house. Right. And then people always ask it, Joe, you've asked in the past, what, what about capital gains when I sell my house? How does that factor? And so it's as much of a lifestyle decision you have to think it's also a, f- a big financial decision. It plays the finances or the financial side of the decision definitely impacts where you'll go. So the planning of it, the um, the even the intricacies of what do I do with all my stuff and what are, what's the uh, what's the best move forward, it gets overwhelming, and we help with that process. Good. So we'll hear a lot more about that and the segments to come during today. So that'll be exciting. Brett, what are you going to be covering? Yeah, I'm excited to have David here. I'm, I'm actually going through it right now with my parents. I got a lot of questions for you. And yeah. I think a, a lot of our listening audience probably has very similar questions. So again, as David said, just completing the the overall plan. And I think a lot of people sometimes maybe procrastinate this conversation. So it's like probably there's no time like the present. Moving is never easy. I started yeah. to step on you, but moving is always hard. It's difficult to do. Yeah. Start cleaning out the attic now, right? Exactly. Before it before it's uh, yeah. everything's rushed and so forth. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to this conversation, just, just isolating our show today, just really getting deep about just that next phase in life and just making transitions and life, like you said, is, I'm excited as easy to talk about it. Thank you for having me here. I mean, it's great. It's a great opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, we're always looking, Joe. I, like I said earlier, um, we want to work with folks 
that can become a part of that Thrive network, that Thrive family. We're actually starting to think about, you know, we call it the Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review. And that has worked incredibly well for us for a very long time. I think it's been very descriptive. It gives guidance of who and what we do. But we've been really kind of toying around with somewhat of a rebranding because now we're really starting to see that it's more of a journey, right? It's more of a journey. It's not so much the roadmap. We're now starting to think about the Thrive Financial Retirement Journey Method. And um, we're actually putting an education course together. It's going to be online for people that want to go through that. And one of the bonus offers of that is going to be what we call our black book, right? The, that little handbook of all these relationships that we've got with professionals that we have vetted out, that we feel carry the same you know, integrity, the same care, authentic with being educators and advocates. So, um, yeah, I would tell people to start looking for that. That'll, there'll be a link on our website for that. I think it's going to be a great thing. Yeah, no doubt about it. David Reebstein. There you go. David Reebstein. From S3 Living uh, will be with us as our special guest for the full hour. He definitely checks the box. He has his black book uh, on the studio desk. So uh, we'll continue the conversation. Uh, this is Roadmap to Retirement. Back in a moment. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, don't forget you can go to thrivefinancialservices.com and also listen attentively when we take a break. You'll hear uh, the audio version or the audio invitation inside the commercial break of the list of upcoming workshops for you to attend. Brett, over to you. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, going back to our uh, our special guest here tonight, excited again to have uh, David Reebstein uh, joining us. And I'd just love to start off with just an initial, just preliminary question is just for our listening audience, just if you could talk about that CCRC and exactly what that means and some of that transitional, because a lot of people are like, what are we even talking about here? Right, today? right. So CCRC is Continuing Care Retirement Community. Um, it's for seniors who are 62 or above, um, and it's it's actually licensed in Pennsylvania by the Department of Insurance. So what you're what you're getting at a CCRC is the continuum of care for the rest of your life. You're going to enter into a contract with a community where they say that as long as you pay the rent, we will take care of you regardless of what your care needs are. So initially, that means independent living, where you know. The, the family is living their normal lives. They're generally driving. They're generally going to all of the activities that are provided for at the community. And they also have meal service and, and other um, activities available. And then as they need higher levels of care, whether that's assisted or personal care or even memory care or skilled nursing, the CCRC will take care of you so that you can transition to those cares in a, in, in a smooth, easy way. Um, sometimes you take sometimes the care takes place in the independent living that your unit that you're in, or sometimes you move to a different part of the community, but you're still in sort of a campus feel. You sort of have the same relations with all of your friends who are um, with you as you move through the continuum of your life. Perfect. I appreciate that brief introduction there. Yeah. So I'm going through it right now. My father just turned 75 years old. My mom's getting ready to hit. 74. Um, my mom might kill me on that. So they're perfect age. Yeah, that's it. And so my brother and I have been trying to have this conversation for who knows how long. And now all of a sudden 
the beginning stages of dementia starting to creep in with one of them, mm -hmm. but the other one's healthy. So in saying that, and I think I talked about that a little bit in the last segment, if you kind of talk about timing, because sure. it sounds, because we're at the point now where it's like, did we wait too long? And now all of a sudden, like I shared, it's now in an emotional conversation and it feels like fire sales is kind of talk about that timing because it's, it's education and awareness saying, hey, this is out there. And then when's the best time, would you say, for people to act upon it so it doesn't become necessarily an emotional decision? So it's a great question. And, and we face this all the time. So the, the family that is um, a real planner and really wants to take advantage of the things that happen at a CCRC, they're generally going to move there in their early 70s, mid 70s. And then when it becomes an emotional issue, they're generally a little bit older, 75, 80. Um, and so your parents sort of are right in that window. Um, in terms of when, you know, the goal would be to try to take advantage of the lifestyle that a CCRC provides, meaning, you know, having all the activities, taking care of the lawn and the, uh, the snow and not have to take the snow off your car and stuff like that in the winter. But then you also, you, you want to make sure that they have the advantage to take advantage of those independent living activities. But if you, as you get older, um, particularly maybe it's the example that you're bringing up, you know, where one spouse has to take care of the other, there's a burden that becomes part of the caretaking and that can be alleviated. That uh, burden of care can be alleviated a little bit when you're living at a CCRC because there's no stairs, there's everything's on one floor, there's not, there's meal, meal service provided, you don't have to worry about groceries, you don't have to worry about going out in the weather and elements. Um, and from a care perspective, as one spouse needs more care than the other, the, the spouse that needs care can have the care either at the community provided by the by an in-home in, in, in care provider or even by the spouse. But there's also sort of respite for the spouse that has to take care of the, uh, who, who's in charge of the care. That, that spouse has the ability to be a part of a community and not just trapped living, um, caring for the senior who is at home and kind of can't get around as much anymore. So, it's, so it'll, it provides benefit for both sides. Excellent. Um, I appreciate that. That was a great answer. A conversation for my brother and, uh, and I to have with my parents. Yeah. But, so the next question that typically comes up when we, when we hear about this is, again, the fear of the unknown with cost. Sure. So, and it sounds like maybe from what you described a little bit earlier in the show, maybe it's sometimes it's a la carte where it's kind of sometimes it's picking and choosing. But it's also, I know when we've had conversations with people as, as we've met with as well, it's reminding them you no longer have a property tax bill. You no longer have a homeowner's insurance bill the electric bill. And so when we start adding those things up, is it necessarily going to cost us that much more? So if you could speak maybe a little bit to the, to the a la carte and it maybe not as much sticker shock, maybe as what people maybe have, maybe what they had in their mind. Yeah. So, um, we, we provide the ability to sort of categorize your expenses. Um, we have a worksheet that you can work on where, you know, you figure out what your expenses are living in your home, real estate taxes, utilities, uh, maintenance, all of the, the things that come with home ownership. Um, most of those things, if not all, go away when you move to a community and it becomes a rental uh, monthly fee that includes all of those services. Um, and so, yes, it is some some communities have higher monthly fees than others, but, you know, we're talking in the four to $10,000 a month range, um, depending on the community. And so you have to compare that to what you're actually spending per month in your house. And it generally comes, 
what we found is that there's a community for everyone, regardless of what their expenses are. So if you don't have, if your expenses are in the lower range, there's a community that can, you can live in and feel comfortable and take care of, um, living in a, in a thriving environment, um, and afford it. And if you have higher expenses, there's higher communities as well, but you're, um, you don't have the specific worries of the tax bills coming. Uh, did I, did I forget to pay the gas bill this month? Everything is included. Um, and you know, the next step after that is to decide whether you want to live in a community that has, um, that, that offers a type A insurance contract or a type C fee for service contract. Um, and that relates to what, how you're going to pay for care in the future. Um, and it gets much more complicated, but, you know, generally speaking, if it's a type A contract, the monthly fee remains the same, it increases on an annual basis, but it doesn't increase based on the care that you you're provided. So if you need higher levels of care uh, in assisted, your monthly fee stays the same. At a fee-for-service community, a type C contract, uh, your monthly fee is increased depending on the level of care that you have or that you require. So some people live in independent living for the remainder of their life. They would never need a higher levels of care. A type C contract might work for them because the monthly fee will be the same. If you need care and you're in a type A contract, where it's an insurance product, your monthly fee doesn't increase. So, and there's and there's many more intricate details too. Um, so, got uh, it. And again, on today's show, we're being uh, joined with uh, today's special guest, David Reebstein with S3 Living. And, and again, I love the fact that you guys just really specialize and just isolate yourself in this area. And again, when when Thrive looks for partners, it's not people that do everything. It's saying, who's the expert in this field? So just continue. And, and, and again, just maybe just one more question as sure. we, we uh, finish this segment up here is, I have to imagine these communities vary so much. So maybe you're closer to the shore, maybe you're out in the mountains, whether it's is is when you get into the economics, we talked about that. That's one piece of it. But everyone emotionally, psychologically is a little bit different as well. I guess that's a little bit of what you take people through, not only of looking at the financial aspects of it, but again, what's a community environment that people can thrive for their for their last couple decades of life. Exactly. And so what we found is it's actually uh, similar to the college application process or the college decision process. Okay. Um, and families have a sense of what they're looking for and communities cater to, to what families want. So, you know, in the college example, it's the, uh, it's the freshman who wants to live on a campus versus a city school or a big school versus a little school in the CCRC world, the family, each CCRC has, has a personality and, it, and we can tell which one will work for the family. So our process is to go through a home visit with the family to understand what their needs are and then align them, introduce them to two or three communities that make sense from what they've told us. And they go in and see a community that has a, you know, is a, is an apartment building, but large and has a lot of different um, variations. They like the idea that it's sort of a, a big self-contained um, operation. Then there's the community that is a campus feel where there's many different buildings and you're sort of uh, driving from one place to another or walking from one place to another. That's a totally different type of community. And so the communities cater to the family that wants to be in one type versus the other. Um, and that that's on top of all of the, the financial decisions about what type of contract and how uh, things would be uh, offered to the, to the family. David, what's the one misconception 
that people have when they start to think about what we're talking about? Uh, I think people are overwhelmed with the process of moving and that, that it's too hard to do it and that the benefit of living there doesn't really outweigh the struggle of getting there. Um, and so the, the misconception would be I, I, maybe I'm too young or I'm too old or it doesn't quite work for me. And, um, you know, cause it is a different lifestyle. It's a different type of living when you're at a community, but the, the, the ability to have, um, a lot of things taken care of and a lot of the pressures of a home off of your plate and allowing you to thrive in the different environments that are provided at a community, um, make it much more conducive and, and the light bulb goes off. Is your conversation more with the children of their parents or with the parents, then you get to the children. How does that work? It's a great question and it works both ways. Um, We generally work with the parents first and then they tell us the kids are involved. But a lot of times I get a call from uh, someone who says, my parents really need your help and we can't be involved anymore. We can't do it. We need you to step in and take the role of the adult child and help them guide them through the process. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. David Reebstein is our special guest here from S3 Living. More after the break. And welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David Bazaar and Brett Elam. Karen Bazaar not with us today, David, but a special guest in her chair doing a great job today. But I do want to say to Karen, who's the authority on the program, we miss her. No doubt the authority. Yes, no doubt. No doubt. She's She's our check and balance. Yeah, she's actually expressing her authority today by telling me she's not coming in. There you go. Good stuff. It's all good. (laughs) Um, so that was a good segment. That was a lot of great information. Um, I guess one of the things that's uh, on my mind, a couple things actually. One is I definitely want David to talk a little bit uh, about the total scope of services that are offered at S3 Living because we talked about the evaluation. He's going to go a little bit deeper into that, but there's a lot of moving, you know, just like we talk about retirement has a lot of moving puzzle pieces. There's a lot of moving puzzle pieces related to this process as well. Um, and it's not only, correct me if I'm wrong, David, um, it's not only continuing care retirement communities, it's also for those families that are kind of searching for the 55 and older community and maybe not ready to go into where you know there's multi-care and things of that sort. They're just looking to downsize from where they're at today into something different. Right. So S3 Living really believes that seniors thrive in independent living. Um, and independent living to us means both the CCRC side of the equation, and generally you're going to be in your mid-70s to 80s when you move to a CCRC. Uh, and we also qualify independent living to be 55-plus communities. Um, and 55-plus communities, it's interesting because they're called 55-plus, but you're generally 65, 70 when you move there. Um, and you know, independent living is really a place for community setting where you can have um, your your concerns of your home to be alleviated. You're downsizing generally. You're going to be on one floor. Your knees aren't going to hurt as much anymore. Your hips might not, you know, you might have just had uh, some kind of uh, injury or something. You want to make sure that you're no longer doing stairs. Um, so, so, if, so we can help with the process of finding that independent living, whether it's on a 55 plus side or the CCRC side. What we really want to do is be that one-stop shop 
uh, company offering for the family that's thinking of moving and then realizes, you know, what we find when we go to a CCRC is that you, you find that you really want to be there or you go to a 55 plus community, really like the house. And then you come home and you say, okay, now what am I going to do with all of this? What am I going to do with the, the years that I've accumulated, the years of stuff that I've accumulated in my house? Um, and, you know, we can really help with that process as well by being a, um, being your real estate agent on the sale of your home and understanding who are the, or who are the service providers that really can help with all of the decluttering and the downsizing and how do I get rid of my stuff question. Um, and, you know, we start that process with what's known as a home visit where we have um, our travel guide to our retirement destination, our map, um, and we'll go through a process of, of, of understanding what it is people are really looking to do, whether that's a CCRC or a 55 plus community, it's really a discovery meeting where um, we're understanding goals and we're understanding what um, people want to have happen and understanding what the timeline is, discussing, you know, who else is involved, what the other um, decision, who the other decision makers are, it's generally going to be adult children. Um, and then creating that map for um, as you said, the journey for uh, to to the next their next destination. Um, we're going to talk about all of the different aspects of independent living. What that means for you, if it's a 55 plus community, it means you don't have to deal with the snow anymore. It means you don't have to deal with uh, you know any of the maintenance in your home, or um, you get the activities. Maybe mo most 55 plus communities have an activity uh, center where there's a gym, and and you can go watch the Super Bowl. With your uh, with your new friends, um, and whether that suits you versus a CCRC where you really want care to be part of the equation down the line, um, generally the biggest difference between a 55 plus community and a CCRC is that care question, um, and that sort of gets back to the age piece where you know the older you are, the more care is on your mind, and then that might lead you to a CCRC. Whereas if you're on the younger side, a newly retired person, you know, they're thinking, I don't want to deal with my house anymore. I want to be, you know, smaller, more 50, they're more of a 55 plus customer. Yeah, that's awesome. So a couple questions, uh, and I just want to put a quick comment out there, Joe, for our listening audience, um, before we get to David and how they can contact them, I want to let them know about my business. Which is, you know, um, get rid of your junk by an OCD guy, <laughs> right? So if they need to do that decluttering type stuff, I'm going to start a new business. I just to give you an example, I'm going to show you my cell phone here. This is my these. I, I want to look at yours. Yeah. Um, that's the entire history for the entire time I've had the amount of text messages that I keep from friends. <laughs> So that's uh, that's six that's, of them. That's not many. It's six. Yeah. yeah. So I'm good at decluttering, Joe. Very good. Yeah, I'm I'm good at getting that's rid of seven. emails. I'm good. You know, we've moved a lot. Karen and I've had seven homes in our marriage. We're now we've you know we have downsized, and um, you know you walk in the house and people go, "Does anybody live here?" You know that kind of thing. That's so. nice. It's it's a it's a different way of living, David. Impressive. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's. Learned it from my mother. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let everybody know, David, how they could get in touch with you if they're interested in this type of a service. Sure. So, our website is s3living.com. Um, we, we have a couple different offerings there where you can search actually 55 plus communities or you can search continuing care retirement communities. So, you'll, you'll look for the community that interests you and we have a write up about what 
the features are of those communities. And then you'll click the contact us button and we'll be in touch to talk either about that specific community or, you know, any other issues that you might have with respect to retirement. Um, we get a lot of people who want to know how to downsize. We want to get a lot of, we have a lot of questions about, you know, what do I do about finances? You know, it's, it's a good partnership. David, how has the um, pandemic changed the dialogue? It's a great question, Joe. So, um, the pandemic has definitely impacted senior living um, on a broad scale. So, uh, on families have decided in the last couple of years to really wait until the pandemic has uh, cooled off or turned down, um, stopped before they'll make the move decision. Um, on the senior side, on the real estate side, you know, uh, the real estate market has been booming. Um, prices across the country have gone up. It's individual for every market, but um, prices have increased in homes. Inventory is very low. Um, so, you know, I think I think that if the pandemic uh, slows down, I think the senior living communities will get more, um, have higher occupancy as seniors are more comfortable leaving their home. Um, but but the families, what, I've, what, what we've found is that our families who have moved during the pandemic or pr right prior to the pandemic have really enjoyed being in the community and have having um, support uh, during a difficult time. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, uh, as we come to you with our special guest today for the full hour, uh, David Reebstein is with us from S3 Living, s3living.com. Uh, is the website. And as I listen and consume uh, what David is talking about, and Brett, certainly your questions, I'm calculating the math. In the last segment, David referenced 4,000 to 10,000 based on preference of, or style or type of community. That all factors into your journey, your roadmap journey, when you're figuring out your expenses and is your income going to last while you're here. Yeah, I think that'll be a good final segment for us to talk a little bit about the economics sure. and how they blend from our side as financial planners and fiduciaries um, with your knowledge base of, you know, what does a dollar get you in that type right. of space today? And, you know, what are those features? And then I know another big thing you and I have spoken about, too, is, you know, people get delivered, like in our industry, when we talk about certain types of investments, you know, you get this six inch wide prospectus, you know, about all these different types of investments. I know the contracts to go into these communities are pretty extensive as well. They are. It's difficult. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in the final segment. The Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Back in a moment. And don't forget to go to thrivefinancialservices.com. You'll fit, you'll click on the attend event tab uh, and you'll see a listing for the upcoming workshops and seminars, which continue, David, to be packed. You must register to attend. Yeah, I'll tell you, Joe, they, they've been excellent. Um, it's great to see that, you know, people are coming out, people are. And, and however you view it, again, not a political statement, not a comment on anything other than I think people are just getting tired of this pandemic and it's just time to get to back, you know, back to some degree of normalcy in life. And, you know, again, it's been crazy. My daughter is looking for, a, a, you know, her first real estate, her first house. And, uh, you know, we're helping her out with that. 
Um, and I just see the results of the craziness that's going on. We went and looked at an open house up in Chalfont, three bedroom, two bath townhouse with a garage. Um, this is absolutely no, no exaggeration whatsoever. The house was in a cul-de-sac and they had somebody directing traffic. <laughs> they said, uh, when Samantha called, they had 43 offers put in on the, this is a house about $390,000, which, you know, again, I don't remember townhouses being $390,000. And I go, oh, poor, you know, poor generation, like, holy smokes, 25, 26, 27 year olds going out to buy their first house. I remember our first house was $168,000. That was a four bedroom, two and a half bath twin in Warrington, Pennsylvania, right? This is half the size for double the price. It's, it's just crazy what's going on. Yeah. It's uh, the, the, the number of showings that happen, the, the amount of offers that people receive on homes, just because there's just not enough inventory. And there are buyers out there who really want, you know, the starter home or even the, the next level home where, you know, I have a listing right now where there's a, you know, a $600,000 listing that has four bedrooms and two bath and bluebell. I mean, and there's, and they're packed to come and see it. So it, it is, it is crazy too. And people are buying houses without inspections. Well, they're, they're waiving inspections. There's some, some houses are being bought sight unseen that, you know, they're, they're in California and they're on uh, zoom and they like it and they'll make an offer and, the, yeah. and they'll, they'll pay 50, $60,000 over asking. And you know, yeah. Happens. So let's, let's take a time out on that. That's actually kind of interesting before we continue the conversation, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, this happens in cycles, right? And the problem a lot of time, and I hate to use this terminology, but I'm going to use it publicly. There's smart money and there's dumb money. You got to just not get caught up in the hysteria. It's happening in the stock market. It's happening in the real estate market. It's happening everywhere. And we've got this convergence right now of so many influences, so many conditions. And if you're getting ready to retire or you're in retirement, this is not a time to put the blinders on. This is a time to wake up, not be like an ostrich and sticking your head in the sand, but become completely aware of what's going on. Because mistakes can cost you not only tens of thousands of dollars, and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, it's interesting you say that, and I will admit to selecting or spending dumb money, at least what I thought was dumb money, when we bought the townhouse in Naples for my daughter. And that check and balance forced me to find one reason to pull the trigger and it was the rating of the community for the school district. And I think that is my saving grace. But we made the decision to spend dumb money because that's what was happening and still is happening in Florida. Yeah. And you did that, what, a year ago or so? Maybe a little longer? Uh, less than that. It was for, it was for Kateri. So five months ago. Oh, okay. Half a year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, that's a whole other show. We can talk about mm -hmm. that. But again, it's just being aware and it's not getting caught up in that pressure feeling. Like I took my daughter, I sat her down and we talked and I said, chill out. You, like you're 25 years old. You got a long way. 
you could end up making a big mistake mm-hmm. by going in on this type of situation. And there will be a home for her in the in the area that she wants in the next 12 months. So the difference between 25 and 26 in the long run, as you're talking about, is no big deal. And she doesn't have to compete with 43 other offers. Yeah. And it, look, it, it's a different time today. It's that whole fear of missing out. Right. It's peer pressure, you know, not for the kid. I'm just saying it's even if you're an adult, there's pressure. Like, I got to get this. Like, I don't want to miss out on anything. Folks, it always comes back, right? Whatever goes up comes down. It's natural. I mean, that's just physics, how it works. A, a regression to the normal. That's it. And that's what we'll get to at some particular well, point. Well, the good news for those on the doorstep of retirement or in retirement, their home is worth a lot of money right now. <laughs> well, again, it's, worth, the other side of it's it. worth a lot of money if you exercise if you selling execute, it. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? And David's a realtor. You got to go find something else that's also at its height. Right. Yeah. You do have to. You do have to move somewhere. Uh, you know, back to the CCRC side. Um, it might be the right juxtaposition where your house has appreciated a, a tremendous amount, and there might be inventory or occupancy issues at a CCRC where you're, where you as the buyer are really a little bit more in demand or more in control of that situation. There are negotiations that can take place. Maybe uh, you know you could freeze the the rental rate. For a year, for more than a year, um, you can maybe negotiate on the, the price of the entrance fee. Um, there are a lot of financial considerations when moving to a community, and and you know maybe we'll talk about that. the The idea is that you know a lot of these CCRCs have an entrance fee um, where you're using the proceeds from the sale of your home generally to pay for the entrance fee. Therefore, you're not necessarily disrupting your financial plan. Um, and you're using your proceeds of your home. Your home value has increased in the last year. You know, now maybe you can afford the entrance fee that you couldn't afford a couple of years ago. Um, that entrance fee, you know, to be intricate a little bit is sometimes it's refundable um, up to 95%. Sometimes it amortizes over a longer period of time, you know, 48 months, 60 months. Um, and sometimes it's it not refundable. Um, and that kind of depends on what type of contract you have, whether it's an insurance product or a fee-for-service product. And, and communities themselves are sort of um, putting different offerings in the marketplace so that they can attract the, the different type of consumer that's out there, the different type of senior that wants, you know, wants one community versus another. Yeah. And, you know, again, without proper planning, and I think the planning is from two aspects, right? It's looking at the contract. It's looking at the features and amenities. It's looking at budget. It's looking at all those things. Like just yesterday, sitting with a prospective client that's ready to pull the trigger on a CCRC community and um, the buy-in on this house or the buy-in on this community was $800,000. We look at the property that he has to sell, which is free and clear at this point, was $500,000. So there's a big chunk of it. And then he's not our client, but his idea was, you know, I'm, I'll have, I have retirement money right. that I could use to make up the difference between what I can come up with from the sale of my house and my buy-in. I said, well, what's your plan? And the plan that he told me is not going to work because of the tax consequences of the process. And I don't think people think that completely through. They certainly don't think that through. And and so the rule of thumb is that if there's leftover proceeds from, or the proceeds of the sale of your home will cover the entrance fee, it's sort of a wash. But in your in that circumstance, you need the planning. You need to understand what the ramifications are of taking the money out of certain accounts and using it for 
the the entrance fee that you might not see again. In other words, you know, if you live there for the rest of your life, your your estate gets the money back. So there's there's a question of is that the best use of your funds, and and that's what you guys can help with. That are really it's really important. And it, I think sometimes too, and you probably go through this evaluation, um, you know, with your clients. Sometimes it's a stretch, and people stretch beyond the capacity, which can have a negative result to it. Right. Because again, one of the things we do in the analysis that we did for this gentleman is taking those extra dollars out. Right. That reduces that bucket of retirement. But here's the other thing people forget. We just talked about it. What goes up must come down at some point. Everybody's feeling fantastic that the markets, you know, even with the volatility, it's still at all-time highs. So they feel kind of impervious. But what if we get a big market decline? So now you've given away 300000 of the retirement. What if you lose another half a million, and then you've got these monthly expenses, right, David? You're definitely relying on your assets to pay for that monthly uh, expenses, and it becomes a crunch. And so, you do have to think about it that way. We, we through, through our process of a home visit and going through the, the, um, the, the preparation, we're going to try to evaluate and ask a lot of questions in terms of how you're going to afford it, what the, whether your finances will cover it. And we're, we're not financial advisors, we're real estate people, but we, we recognize that you know, these questions need to be answered and thought through in order to make a good plan. Does the fee that you are have to pay offset your capital gains from your house? So, capital gains from your house generally don't exist because you've been there for a longer period of time. Okay. So, dumb question. It's, it's not not apples to apples. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think you can see, Joe, like the synergy. Sometimes it does take more than one professional to come up with the right decision, something this big of a decision. Mm-hmm. Because again, there's there's the economic decision side, and then there's the whole, I got to understand what this is, this this pro- whole process. And I got, and, I'm, and you know, I'm thinking of living there for the rest of my life. I, it's So, it's all, our, our clients are facing all types of decisions. You know, do I like it here? Am I going to feel comfortable? And can I afford it? How am I going to pay for it? What are, what are my finance? What are the financial implications of moving? Yeah, I, I would really encourage our listening audience to reach out to David if you have an interest in learning more about 55 plus communities or continuing care retirement communities. And if you do end up visiting with David and getting a complimentary consultation, this analysis of you know, find out what's available out in the marketplace. Can I afford it? What's all the detail? What do I have to pay attention to in these contracts? David can, and his team could definitely help that. And then come visit with us to go through the economic plan of it and see what kind of a, you know, can we give you two thumbs up or is it too much of a strain on your retirement? Um, because you got to balance it, right? Sometimes it's a little bit of give and take. Great stuff today uh, on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show on behalf of David Bazaar, the vacationing Karen Bazaar, of course, uh, Brett Elam, and our special guest, David Reepstein. Reepstein. Thank you, David. (laughs) I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show from Thrive Financial Services. If you're like most Americans, you have more questions than you do answers about what to do with your retirement savings. If you have a question about your IRA or your 401k, pension, or other tax-deferred accounts, if you have a question about reducing taxes, generating income, or filing for Social Security, whatever it is, David, Karen, and Brett are here to help. And often your questions can be answered in a simple phone call. Just call 215-798-9088. 215-798-9088.
And so you know, no statements made during Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. The information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed here. David Bazaar, Brent Elam, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm, office headquarters located in Fort Washington, and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings in Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners. If you'd like to learn more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. Today's program has been pre-recorded.